Welcome to Play Hard and Love Big Radio, the home of Spotted Dog Yoga in Folsom, California. And now your host. He thinks some serious meditation, yoga practice, and self-inquiry is a way for you to connect to your center and live a more powerful and purposeful life. Nick Clark. What's up, everyone? My name is Nick Clark. I am your host for Play Hard and Love Big Radio. Welcome to the show. My wife, Katie, and I own Spotted Dog Yoga and Sup Shop in Folsom, California. We live three quarters of the time right outside of Boise, Idaho, in a place called Eagle, Idaho. We are a proud Baptiste Yoga affiliate studio and have amazing teachers and staff and community we are also a very proud retailer of Holly Gear paddle boards. So if you need some really good yoga or if you need some really good paddle boards or accessories, head our way. Spotted Dog Yoga and Sub Shop, Folsom, California. Tonight's episode is a recording of the breakdown. The breakdown is a class that you can jump on live through spotteddogyoga.com with me every Monday night at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we break down the principles of Baptiste Yoga. In Baptiste Yoga, we don't teach poses, we teach principles, and this class, or depending on how you get it, or this podcast, is a really valuable asset in helping you take your yoga practice to a whole new level. If you're inspired by this and looking for another way to take your yoga practice to a whole nother level, check out our new yoga training program that starts in December. It's eight months long, one weekend per month, and it's called Awaken, redesigned to help you get the most out of your yoga practice and your life. Enjoy the episode of The Breakdown and join me next Monday night at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. All right, welcome to The Breakdown. This is the second week. My name is Nick Clark. I'm so glad to have all of you here uh, enjoying an opportunity to learn more about Baptiste Yoga and, um, well, to learn more about yourself. Really, in general, that's what Baptiste Yoga is, has done for me is it's taught me more about myself. So you have a really great opportunity to do that tonight. Uh, as a refresher... Um, for those of you that weren't here last week, and as a refresher for you, Shelly, who was here last week, we are working this um, breakdown class with the philosophy that we do not practice postures, we actually practice principles. So no matter what posture it is that you decide to take in a class, where my dogs are chiming in, they want to be a part of it. No matter what posture you decide, variation of a posture you decide to take in a class, the principles that you're applying to that variation of the posture are what are most important. Every single day that you take a um, yoga class, your practice is going to be a little bit different. So depending on how you're feeling that specific day, you may decide to take a different variation that works better for you to honor your body. And I encourage you to do that every single time. A good example of that is dropping your knees down when you're doing chaturanga. Some days it may feel great to keep your knees up and it may be something that's helping you build strength. 
Other days, it may show up as um, hurting your back or making you not feel as energized or giving you as much awakening in your body. So you may decide one day to drop your knees and one day to lift your knees. And that's up to you. And it doesn't matter which variation you're taking. What matters is the principles that you're putting in. So what we started with last week and what we're going to continue forward working on this week are what are called the five pillars of Baptiste yoga. The five pillars of Baptiste yoga are what the five principles really that hold this practice up. And I know a lot of you have heard these before and I've heard them hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. And I have to, and you have to, and we have to constantly reapply them because it's a practice that is lifelong. It's something that will always shift for us and um, will always require our attention. The pillars are what hold this practice up. It's what keeps our body strong. The very first pillar is your drishti. Your drishti is your focal point. What we talked about last week is there are two specific ways that you can use your drishti. Your drishti can be used to put your gaze and hold your gaze on a specific point in front of you as a way to create an inner meditative state and to understand and feel more of what's going on inside of you. Also, your drishti can be used as a way to actually physically look at your body, the bones and your alignment and your muscles as a way to create proper alignment so that you can go deeper into your poses. So there's two ways that you can use drishti and both ways will lead you to a place where you're more present in your practice and in your body. The second pillar of Baptist yoga is ujjayi. Ujjayi is, in Sanskrit, means victorious breath. Victorious breath is a sound that is, it's not a sound, it's a noise that creates a sound when you are breathing in and out of your nose while lightly constricting the back of your throat. The reasons that you use ujjayi breath are to, number one, slow down your mind. When you breathe in and out of your nose, you activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which will calm your mind, which is really important, especially when you're in a challenging posture. Another reason that we use ujjayi breath is to build an inner fire. The, just, we talked about a humidifier last week. When you move your breath in and out of a tighter space rigorously while constricting the back of your throat, you start to build heat on the inside of your body, which allows you to become malleable and open up from the inside out. And the third reason, third main reason you use ujjayi breath is to connect to the sound of the breath as a way to presence yourself to what's actually happening. All of you know, you've all done yoga classes, your mind starts to wander. And again, it's no different in your yoga class than it is, as it is in your life, you know, on a bike ride or on a hike in the woods, wherever it is, whatever it is you're doing in a business meeting. If when your mind starts to wander, the sound that you're creating with your ujjayi breath acts as an anchor to the present moment. So all you have to do is to remember to breathe deeply, freely, and full-bodied through your nose, listen, and observe your breath, and you'll also create more presence in your yoga practice and in your life. The first two pillars of, of Baptiste yoga, Drishti and Ujjayi, are the cornerstone pillars of this practice, meaning that in order for the other three pillars, the five total pillars to appear for you in your practice, you must have Drishti and Ujjayi present. Otherwise, you won't have the ability to connect to the other five pillars. The remaining three pillars are what we're going to be focusing on this evening. And my objective for you is for 
practice is to give you the ability to experience vinyasa. Vinyasa is the fifth pillar, and we'll talk about how to get to vinyasa in a moment. Um, but it's also, it's not just the fifth pillar, it's actually this, this style of yoga. So Baptiste power yoga is a vinyasa style yoga. Vinyasa meaning movement, flow, releasing things that are keep holding you back or keeping you stuck and helping you create flow. And in the conversation specifically tonight, we'll be talking about two different ways that you can create and use vinyasa in your practice. But first, remember, you have to have drishti and practice your drishti. You have to have ujjayi and practice your ujjayi. And then the third pillar that comes after creating your drishti and your ujjayi are called your bandhas. Bandhas are energetic blocks throughout your body. And there's uh, more than just three bandhas. However, there's three specific ones that we'll talk about that make it really pretty easy to understand how to use them. The three bandhas that we connect to and that we're going to talk about tonight are your hands, your feet, and your core. And the reason we're going to talk about your hands, your feet, and your core, because those are the three parts of your body that connect your entire body together. They're the three parts of your body that, when activated, create wholeness and strength and expansiveness through your body. So what I'm going to have you do to start with is just... Um, we're going to start with your feet. So sit up nice and tall, wherever you are. You can even have your legs crossed. That's fine. And you're going to, going to lift all 10 of your toes up toward your shin bones. When you lift all 10 of your toes up toward your shin bones, lift them up as, as high up as you can. Notice how the muscles in your legs activate from the action in your toes. Do you notice that? Nod your head if you notice that. Okay, now release your toes, let go of your toes, let them go limp, and notice what the muscles in your legs do when your toes go limp. What you should notice is that your legs relax. You notice that? Nod your head. Got it. Okay, so now you're going to just play with that a few times. So slowly lift your toes up towards your shin bones, and now spread your toes out as far apart from each other as you can. Notice what that feels like in your legs. Great. Now release your toes down, let them go limp, and notice what that feels like in your legs. Okay, great. Now you can relax. So the, the point in doing that exercise is to recognize what is called your pada banda. Your padas are your feet. Your padas connect you to the earth. Your foot lock is activated when your toes and your feet are activated, when your arches are lifted. In fact, your feet have three different arches. You have an arch from your, the ball of your baby toe to the ball of your big toe from left to right. You have an arch from the ball of your baby toe all the way to the center of your heel, so down the outer edge of your foot. And you have, a, a, you have an arch down the inner edge of your foot from your ball of your big toe to the center of your heel. So you have three arches. When you lift all of your toes up, you activate those three arches. Now, when you're in poses and whatnot, you won't always be able to lift your toes. You'll be using your toes, but you will be able to create the sensation, same sensation in your feet by activating your toes. Hence, you'll be able to create more energy and action up your legs, which will support the lower half of your body. Okay, so that's your feet. 
Now we'll talk about your hands. So what you're going to do with your hands is you're just going to take your hands out straight in front of you. Okay. And then you're going to relax your hands. Just like, and you can kind of wave them around a little bit like zombie fingers. My son, Owen, he's uh watches the show where there's the, a little a zombie and then he starts walking around the room like a zombie like this, you know? Okay. So when you know, <laughs> when you're doing this with your fingers, Notice what your arms feel like. It may feel like a little bit loose, right? Like a little bit jello-y, right? Not a bad thing, especially if you're like consciously shaking something out, like you whack your thumb with a hammer and you're shaking it out, like consciously, like doing it that way is a good thing, but notice how they feel kind of loose. Now take your hands, pull your fingers back towards your body okay, and spread your fingers out as wide as you can. Now pull your fingers back while you push the um, palms of your hands forward. You notice how your, now notice how your arms feel when you activate your hands from your fingers. Okay, good. Now relax your fingers and notice how your arms feel. And now spread your fingers and pull your fingers back and notice how your arms feel. Okay, now relax your fingers. Now, this time, what you'll do is you're just going to imagine that you're doing a push-up with your hands like this, zombie hands, okay? So you're just going to go move your arms in and out. Just bend your arms, then move them forward, bend them, move them forward, okay? Not necessarily all that tough, kind of weird feeling, right? Something like that. Okay, now take your hands forward and spread your fingers. And then notice how your muscles are activated in your arms. And keep spreading your fingers as far apart as possible and slowly bend your arms back. Good. And now slowly press your arms forward and back and forward. Great. And release. And all I'm asking for you to do is notice the difference between the two. So what you should notice is that when you activate your fingers your, and your hands, which are your hasta bandhas, so your feet are your padabandas, your hands are your hastabandas. When you activate your hastabandas, then you activate your arms and your muscles all the way down your torso, giving you access and strength and stability in your arms. And now, because you're doing it in your feet, your legs. So you have your feet active, you have your legs active, you have your hands active and your fingers active. Now you have your arms active. Now the third piece of the puzzle is to activate your third bonda, which is your core. By activating your core, you activate your entire body and give yourself the ability to expand and contract with ease and with power. So to activate your core, what we'll do is you're gonna take your, um, let's go with your middle finger and your thumb, okay? And you're gonna take your middle finger and you're gonna place it on your belly button. And you're gonna take your thumb and you're gonna place it right in the center of your floating ribs. Okay, just like this. Okay, so what happens a lot of times is we pop our belly out when we're walking around. And what, in that instance, your low back takes a lot of pressure. So the first thing you're gonna do with your fingers is you're gonna pull your fingers towards each other. So your belly button pulls toward your rib cage. What you'll feel here is that your mid back expands, creating more length in your back right? And less pressure in your back and your core contracts, creating more stability down the front line of your body. Okay. So now hold it like that. Okay. So your, your belly button and your rib cage are 
pretty close together. They're like firm. You're feeling that, right? Nod your head. Yes. Okay, good. Now what you're going to do is you're going to take and you're going to turn your fingers sideways and you're going to bring your fingers on your floating ribs. Okay. So now you're looking at point inward. So the first movement is thumb to middle finger to contract this direction vertically. Now you're going to contract horizontally, pull your floating ribs towards each other, and you're going to hold it just like that. So the center of your body is contracting inward and upward, giving you more expansiveness in your back, and again, giving you more stability in your core. Okay, good. So now what you're going to do is you're going to pop your belly out. So you always want to, when you're practicing this kind of stuff, you always want to try the opposite, and then you want to try the ideal so you remember what it feels like. So pop your belly out, slouch a little bit forward, whatever you got there. Yeah, good. Now you're going to take your thumb, your middle finger, place in your belly button, your thumb in between your floating ribs, and you're going to pull up to contract there. Okay. Now you're going to take your hands, turn them horizontally, and pull your front ribs in towards each other there. So you've got your core nice and tight. Great. Now keep your core nice and tight. And bring your awareness to your feet. Notice what your feet are doing. So this is where you have to constantly work, right? Because when you're working on your core, you may forget about your feet. When you're working on your feet, you may forget about your hands, okay? So keep your core. And now lift all 10 of your toes up. Activate your legs. Make sure you still have your core intact. Now take your arms in front of you. Spread your fingers. Activate your arms. All right, now what you're going to do here is just like a seated version of a chaturanga. Or if you're standing, it would be a standing version of Chaturanga. But hands are active, toes are active, core is pulled in. Now slowly bend your arms back toward your body. Okay, and now re-straighten your arms away from your body. Just like that. And as you do this, and just keep doing it at your pace, but as you do this, constantly and consciously work on pulling your belly in. Spreading your fingers and spreading your toes. Doing this in itself is a workout. Even if you're not even doing anything else, it's a pretty good workout. I'm sweating, but I'm in the garage. So maybe that's fine. <laughs> okay, good. And release. Thank you. All right. So what I'm experiencing in my body right now, maybe you are, maybe not, depending on how high your air conditioning is, is a sensation of heat. And heat comes when you're consciously creating movements in your body to activate your muscles and to support your, support your spine and create expansiveness, which is what you were doing right there. So that leads us to the fourth pillar of Baptiste yoga, which is called tapas. And no, I'm not referring to the Spanish appetizer, which is um, a joke that I've used for ages and ages, but still, I think it's kind of funny. So it's tapas, not the Spanish appetizer, but actually what's referred to as in Sanskrit as the internal purifying flame, your internal purifying flame. And tapas is created from the inside out. So if you're in a heated room or if you're in a non-heated room, and if you're practicing outside in the 110 degree weather, or if you're practicing outside and it's 70 degrees out, if you're applying the principles of the first three pillars, which are drishti, ujjayi, and your bandhas, four hands and feet, then you will start to experience tapas 
which is the internal purifying flame. Now, it's one of the great things about doing it in the heated room is that you start to experience the heat from the external environment as well. But the internal heat that you'll experience is a completely different heat. It's one in which you really, what's interesting is you'll start to notice that it burns away those thoughts, those patterns, those things that you no longer need. And that comes from your internal, the internal heat, the external heat provides more of a challenge, right? It creates like a, a little bit more challenging to breathe sometimes because the, the air is denser. Um, you're sweating more. So there's more distraction on your skin, but the top us, a different kind of heat is when you'll start to notice shifts in your mind and when you'll start to notice shifts in your body. So that's one that you'll, is just a product of the first three pillars. Okay. And so you'll notice that more and more, the more refined you become in the first three pillars. Then you'll start to notice what's called vinyasa. And vinyasa is the fifth pillar of Baptiste yoga. And my overall objective of this class this evening is to get you to understand how to get to vinyasa. And what is vinyasa? Well, vinyasa means flow, plain and simple. And vinyasa, like in life, and vinyasa on your mat, very similar. How quickly can you release something that's in your way so that you can move forward? How quickly can you be okay with the way something is so that you can just be present in where you are, right? Vinyasa. Now, in your yoga practice, what you'll notice is there's a couple places that you can specifically create vinyasa. Are you still with me here? I know it's a lot of talking. It's good. It's really good, and I just want to make sure you haven't disappeared yet, but good. Okay, so vinyasa can be created in a couple different places consciously once you've created the first four pillars. First place is when you're moving from pose to pose. So sun salutation A or B, for example, if you're moving through chaturanga, upward-facing dog, downward-facing dog, if you're moving from one pose to the next, that's vinyasa. And actually, and throughout the entire journey into power sequence from child's pose to shavasana, you're moving pose to pose through the sequence, and that's vinyasa. Okay, clear? The other way that you create vinyasa is when you're in a holding pose or when you're moving through a pose and making adjustments as you go. So it's the adjustments you're making while you're moving through pose to pose from start to finish that create ultimate vinyasa. <laughs> and all of those things are created from quite simply using your drishti and your ujjayi. All right? Good stuff. So what we're going to do now is you're going to play with some of the, these things. Um, and you're going to start. It's, it, it's, it's common to think that this is like you're going skiing, right? Okay, I'm going skiing. I need my ski poles. I need my ski pass, I need my skis, I need my boots, I need my socks, I need my pants, I need my jacket, I need my Snickers bar, <laughs> whatever like you pack, I need my whiskey to sip on <laughs> halfway through. Like it's like uh, it, it's it's common to think of it that way. But I'm not going to ask you to do it that way. I want you to try and create it all at once. The more you create it all at once, the less it becomes a shopping list and the more pure this practice becomes. You just trust and remember, drishti ujjayi, core, hands, feet, 
heat, the tapas, and vinyasa. And I'll cue you some things to remind you as well, okay? So you're going to start by coming onto your yoga mat. And you're going to come into child's pose. And right away, just notice what your body is doing and consciously create the five pillars as a whole organic movement. If you notice that something's missing of the five pillars specifically, then put it in. And notice how it impacts everything else. Before you do anything right now, spread your fingers wide, pull the pit of your belly in, and press the tops of your feet down. Come up to your hands and your knees. Set your drishti in between your thumbs. Take a long, deep breath in through your nose. And as you press the air out of your nose, move to downward facing dog. Set your drishti in between your big toes at the back center edge of your mat. Consciously create ujjayi breath. Spread your fingers, activate your feet, pull your belly in. Feel the heat in your body and create movement in your downward dog, however it feels good. Take your eyes between your thumbs, step your feet forward, ragdoll, bring your feet hip width apart. So remember, you can use your drishti to check your feet in relationship to your hips. Once your feet are hip width apart, relax your head, set your drishti to the back edge of your mat, and consciously start to move your breath in and out of your body. Pull your belly in, activate the feet. Activate your hands. Notice the movement that's naturally created, the vinyasa that's created from your effort. Bring your hands to your hips and pause. From your feet up your body, activate your bandhas. Activate your feet, feel your legs. Now pull your elbows in and pull your elbows up. Push your hands into your hips. Pull your belly in. Lengthen the crown of your head forward. Right, All little tiny movements. and Keeping your upper body long, slowly rise up to a stand. Awesome. Extend your arms up. Great. Now bring your arms back down by your side. 
look at your feet, bring your inner edges of your feet together and lift all 10 of your toes up. Great, now look at your hands, turn your palms forward and spread your fingers. Little trick with your hands, turn your um, palms backwards. So there you go, notice how your shoulders collapse forward. Now turn your palms forward and notice how your, your chest opens and your shoulders stop collapsing. Okay, great, now take your arms straight forward and turn, yeah, straight forward and point your palms at your screen or straight forward from your shoulders. And now spread your fingers, spread your toes, pull your belly in, pull your front ribs in, slowly bend your arms. So this is like a standing chaturanga. So bend your arms in and pull your elbows a little closer to your torso. Great, now keeping your muscles strong from your hands and your feet, re-extend your arms. Now bend your arms. So we're just moving forwards and backwards here. Okay, ready? So you're going to take a breath in through your nose, straighten your arms forward. Breath out through your nose, pull your arms and your hands toward your torso. So now you're bringing in your ujjayi. Straighten your arms, breathe in. Bend your arms, breathe out. Great, now relax your arms by your side, but keep your fingers spread wide. Good. Extend your arms up toward the ceiling. Look up in between your hands. In your periphery, notice that your fingers are alive. Great, now then create vinyasa. Pull your shoulder blades toward your spine. Press your thoracic spine up toward your chest. Look up and fold forward. Drop your head down. Nice and slow, conscious movement. Halfway lift, pause, front ribs in, step back to a high plank position. Okay, now remember you choose if you drop your knees or not. You choose if you skip high plank. You can also skip high plank and go to downward dog. Wherever you are, activate your hands, your feet, and your core. Pull your belly in, pull your front ribs in. Spread your fingers, press your knuckles of your hands down. Lift your arches. So your toe pads are on the ground, but lift your arches, the outer edge, the inner edge, and hug your muscles in. And very slowly lower down to chaturanga. So bend your arms. Good. And now re-straighten your arms back to high plank. I know. You love me now, don't you? Okay, here we go. Ready? Take a breath in through your nose. Now bend your arms. Breathe out. High plank. Breathe in. Yep, low plank, breathe out. One more, high plank, breathe in. Downward facing dog. Lift your hips up and back, drop your head. Okay, good. Go ahead and drop down onto your knees for a second, hands and knees. All right, so a good place to know where you can create a variation in your practice is where or when you come out of alignment. It's one of the things you always want to be paying attention to. So if you're doing high to low plank and you feel like your hips are sagging or you're not, your fingers are loose, your toes are loose, your core is out, you're not breathing, your drishti is all over the place, then tr try easy is what we say in this practice all the time. Try easy. Take a different variation that will give you the strength to Build more onto your foundation to do this practice longer. See, if you do it 
really, really hard out of alignment for a short period of time. That's not as uh, good for you. If you do it in alignment, listening to your body for a long period of time, right? You want to create a long, long variation of this practice, your lifelong practice. Okay. Downward facing dog. So just a reminder, take care of yourself. Listen to yourself. Now this time, step your right foot forward. And you'll come into crescent lunge, right leg. First, do this. Bring your hands to your hips. And let's work your drishti. Look for this version of the drishti. Look at your right hip in relationship to your right knee. Bring your right hip down to the level of your right knee. So you can look at it. Look at your hip. There you go. And then bring your right knee directly over your right ankle. Okay, now re-extend your arms up. Activate your feet. Activate your core. Activate your hands. Notice your breath. Focus your eyes to one spot. Notice if you're hanging on, waiting for it to be over. Instead, challenge yourself to go in deeper and to create vinyasa. Remember, vinyasa within the pose. That's what you're looking to create, the movement right here that you create on your mat facilitates your whole life. Okay, plant your hands to your mat, intentional, downward facing dog. Shake it out, whatever, wag your tail, do your thing. Step your left foot forward, crescent lunge, left leg. Great, now you use your drishti to get your alignment set proper. And then once you have your alignment set proper, then use your drishti to settle your mind, get your ujjayi going. Get your bandhas going and create vinyasa. It's up to you. The teacher can't do it for you. The student next to you can't do it for you. Nobody can do it for you but yourself. This is on you. You have the tools to create it. Sorry, shoulder blades in toward your spine. Press your thoracic spine up toward your chest. Expand, look up, try a different drishti. Be willing to go where no yogi has gone before. <laughs> okay, good. Now plant your hands to your mat and press back to downward facing dog. Half pigeon right leg. And it's common to think that when you get to the cool down or the stretching at the end, that it's okay to let your hands and your toes go completely limp. You may not flex them as much, but still stay connected to your core, your hands, and your feet here as a way to create foundation for your stretching. Relax your head down. Notice the sensations.
switch legs. Stay close to the ground, bring both of your legs forward and lay all the way onto your back. Shavasana. Now is the time to relax everything. Let go of the five pillars, just be here. Feel the sensations. Listen. Start to move your fingers and your toes.
come to a fetal position. Acknowledge the hard work that you've done this evening to refine and go deeper into your practice. Press up to a seated position with your eyes closed. You bring your palms together. Press your thumbs to the center of your chest. Press your thumbs to the center of your forehead. Together we bow forward. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me this evening for week two of the breakdown. If you're looking to go deeper into your yoga practice um, beyond this class, you should check out our newly redesigned teacher training program that starts in December. It's not necessarily a teacher training program. It's now just a training. It's eight months long for a weekend each month as a way to learn more about the principles of this practice and that will take your postures in your life to a whole new level. So check that out. <music>